at the party, Richter. Welcome to See What the Party, Richter. I'm Aaron Frescas, and with me, as always, are Joseph Beck Castro and Chris Chapman. And we're actually joined once again by our guest, Tommy Lucero, who's here to help us finish off the summary for Arnold's 1986 crime thriller, Raw Deal. All right, let's get right back into it. So take it away, Chris. So the next day, Arnold is taking Monique clothes shopping when some of Lemonsky's goons spot him and they go in to take him, to take him out. But between Arnold, Monique, and a couple of mannequins, they take those guys out pretty easily and get away. And uh, I love the line here. Arnold is confronted by the guys and he tells the store clerk, he goes, it's a stick up. Call the police. And then the lady just stands there for a second and Monique pushes her and goes, fucking dial, dipshit. Yeah. I love that. They make a great team. (laughs) They do. They really do. They work way better than him and his actual wife. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, that's one of my notes is like, man, dipshit is a great word. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It really needs to like come back. Just like... Even in Infinity War, it's like, yeah, Missouri's on Earth, dipshit. Like, <laughs> dipshit. That's great. I like when they're uh, they're already fighting, and those two girls run past each other, and then one of them like pushes the other one out of the way. She's like, out of my way, bitch! And then it's yeah. like, like audibly, like, like they yeah. went back and did the ADR to get that line in the movie. <laughs> the most beautiful thing is seeing the genuine smile come to Joe's face when he says. <laughs> Brings a smile to all of our faces. No, it does. It does. But he looked. He looks so happy. When, when what? I you when, you, when you said dipshit. Oh, dipshit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it makes me happy. Uh, <laughs> all right. Oh, I also like at the end of the scene where they do like the fucking Three Stooges mix up. They're both running the opposite directions, and then they go back and get each other. <laughs> it's just there's like some there's like a couple of genuinely good comedy beats in this movie. Mm-hmm. I like it. Later on, we see a meeting between Raka and Petrovita, uh, arguing about the heist as Arnold and Max listen in. Petrovita now knows where the money is, but he's having trouble coming up with like a good plan to go get it. So Arnold gives him the bright idea to blow up a couple police precincts and then call in a bomb threat and grab the money when they evacuate. And Jesus Christ, Arnold, what kind of a fucked up plan is that when you are an undercover cop? First of all, uh-huh. you can't evacuate a person. What? I mean, you can. That means for them yeah. to shit themselves. Yeah. But you're talking about when they evacuate the building. Oh, yes. When they evacuate the building. Sorry, okay. grammar. Grammar yeah. God. Did you say, right. did you say person from... instead of precinct? <laughs> no, he said when they evacuate. So <laughs> oh. You could probably also do it when they're peeing themselves. That's true. Um, I'd, like to, I'd like to have seen the movie where they all <laughs> simultaneously evacuate. <laughs> Yeah, like for just an entire like scene, the porn version of this. <laughs> That's the it's real a, raw deal. Yeah, <laughs> I think like, I downloaded that one first. The raw real. dog deal. <laughs> All right, everybody, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just can't get over Arnold fucking selling out all the cops in Chicago and be like, "No, no, just blow up a bunch of cops, and then when you fake blow up a bunch of cops, we can go get the money." That's just, I don't no, know. He knew they weren't going to be blown up. How no, was he, he gonna be? Not. What the fuck are you talking about? How because he helped write he... the script. That's how. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they Jesus, just happened man. to make a small bomb. Exactly. Which it was. It, they did say it. It. Um, uh, Rocka says that how, wh- there's always people there. They're not gonna um, leave. And he says we need to like make the threat like plausible. Yeah, ba- basically, basically, yeah. He's like. He's like, yeah, it's a good plan if they believe it's a credible threat. How are we going to make them believe it's a credible threat? And then he says by, what does he say? I don't fucking remember. But he basically says we have to actually blow up a cop. Like, we have to actually blow up a bomb. Yeah. Yeah, and that was know. just um, vinegar and baking soda. <laughs> like, that, it wasn't going to hurt anybody. That was what their first bomb was. I. The little that's bomb true. in the soda machine yeah. <laughs> that blew out eight windows in the fucking police precinct. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Those things are powerful. You ever a lot of baking soda? Yeah. <laughs> that was merely an M80, sir. <laughs> that so was anyway. Tijuana strength firework. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so then we see uh, some mob guys disguised as vending machine stalkers plant a bomb, plant a bomb, and bomb uh, works. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and and blow up one of the police stations. 
later on, Harry shows up to the site of the bombing and the guy who's investigating tells him that it was a small bomb and that he didn't think that anybody intended it to hurt anybody. They're just trying to send a message. But like, again, how do you fucking know that the bomb maker is, I don't know. Anyway, um, Baxter shows up. Fucking FBI guy. That's why. I don't know, man. They well, study you, that. Shit. Are we assuming yeah. that Arnold made the bomb? I don't know. Maybe. I was assuming I'm somebody assuming else he made had the bomb. a hand in everything in this movie. <laughs> His character was actually behind the scenes. He was the guy behind the guy, <laughs> still fucking making all these bombs. Making she was actually talking to Arnold on the phone, giving <laughs> Arnold his own information. That's how deep <laughs> undercover he was. <laughs> so at this point uh baxter the federal prosecutor shows up and starts talking to harry and uh harry gives him some shit about moving too slow on petrovita and harry also kind of tips his hand that he might have something else going on besides that that baxter doesn't know about see this is another example of where you could have walked in and be like oh hey assistant district attorney where the fuck his job is uh henry Baxter, like, I haven't seen you since you fucking made Arnold resign or something. Like, oh, that's who that guy is. Okay. Thank you. We haven't seen him in a fucking hour. <laughs> He's like, I haven't seen you since we watched that video of you earlier. Yeah. Like, when I was screen. hanging out with Arnold in the... In the yeah, he had like the... a five second fucking screen time. <laughs> and he doesn't even call him Baxter. Like, I remember no, no, the name no, nobody Baxter. Nobody uses their names except, I think he says Harry, but... Yeah. Like, I remember the name Baxter, and that's what Arnold says. Like, hey, that's Baxter. He's the guy who fucking made me resign. And then he doesn't even call him fucking Baxter in that scene. So how the fuck am I supposed to know who this white guy is? <laughs> they might as well be calling each other fella and guy throughout the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. You know who got the raw deal in this? Us, the viewers. <laughs> you know what? In 19... is 86, right? 1980. Yeah. yeah. Like, when this came out, when this came out, like, I'm sure this was somebody's big night out. Go see this shit. Can you imagine the couple that went and saw this and then made a child? The, <laughs> the emotional baggage that goes along with that whole scenario is just mind-boggling in itself. Yeah, but that's such an easy in. You're like, yo, babe, you want me to give you the raw deal? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Boom. All that awkward no condoms. <laughs> that's why you take that's why you take your girl to that movie. Aquanet and <laughs> to set yourself bedding, up for that line. Fucking yeah. Netting tank tops, <laughs> leather pants, <laughs> and lots of handkerchiefs. <laughs> All right. So now we go to a bar where uh, Monique is having a drink when Max shows up to be a real creep to her. Is uh, it the but, s- sorry, is it what? the same gambling bar? I think, I think it so. is. I yeah. can't tell. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in that bar. There's a bar, there's a casino, there's a restaurant. Okay. Yeah. Uh, But Arnold shows up and embarrasses Max by fucking giving him the Vulcan neck pinch. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Arnold and Monique are having dinner, and it comes out that Arnold is actually married and that the relationship is not going to go any further. So she gets pissed and leaves, but not before punishing him by stripping in front of him. <laughs> Which she, I think she was just throwing the dress back at him that he bought her. Yeah, she was. But I okay. just think it's Which funny. Which it took me a she... couple times because I got distracted when she was stripping. And then like, <laughs> I was like, whoa, what are you doing, man? But then like, Well, I think... he didn't even buy it for her. They fucking stole oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's true. They stole it from that <laughs> store. Sure, they did steal. <laughs> they're yeah. fucking, that's like, they're Bonnie and Clyde is what they are. I had a boner in Clyde after I saw that. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, I don't get it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so, uh, so Arnold then goes to meet with Harry as he is having his doubts about the operation, but then decides he's going to stick with it anyway. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to get to the to the part where she strips. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought you had don't, that same somewhere already. Don't mind the sounds coming from Aaron's mic for the next couple minutes. <laughs> uh, click uh, on the little mute button down the <laughs> left corner there. Uh, uh, come on. Go ahead. Continue. Sorry. He's talking uh-huh. to his dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> come on. Continue. Uh, <laughs> on the day of the robbery, the big robbery, uh, the bomb threat is called in, and the call to the bomb squad is rerouted to Petrovita's men. 
who are posing as the bomb squad. I like, uh, oh, sorry, one second. And I'm done. Okay. I like, <laughs> sorry, she, she just threw it at him. Okay. Good job. As far as when the bomb threat gets called in, did you, do you have a note about who the, the guy is? No. Okay. So the guy that, the guy that, uh, like, gets called in and then they run to the chief's office or whatever. Yeah. And the chief is the, uh, the guy in the video from Home Alone that he watches. Oh really? Like the oh. gangster guy? The the angels with dirty wings? Yeah, angels, dirty angels with dirty souls. Yeah, so like the guy runs in and he's like, "What? We got a bomb!" And, he's, and then the the uh, the chief's like, "Well, leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you the count of three. Get your lion, stinking, no good, carcass out of my police station. <laughs> and Macaulay Culkin orders pizza. <laughs> I like the, the direct, like, and then Macaulay Culkin shows up. <laughs> uh. But yes, it's the same actor, which I've never seen him in anything else before. Yeah, me either. This uh, is his only other movie. <laughs> this and Home Alone. There was a long time in between. He was waiting for the right role. <laughs> He's worked with uh, two the 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 finest actor of the '90s and the finest actor of the '80s now. <laughs> he wants to be consistent. Only work with legends. Yeah, he's, he's worked with he's worked with Joe Pesci, uh, who's you know, I don't know, I guess. exactly. Anyway. Man, he 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 took care of a bunch all at once with uh, the Home Alone. There, yeah. yeah, you got the you got the O'Haras. You got two Culkins. It's true. You got don't Daniel forget. Stern. Yeah, and Daniel Stern, a Pesci. Uh, 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 John Hurd? Yeah, John Hurd. like, Daniel Hurd? John Candy's in that? Mm. Man. Oh, yeah. This Ralph Foodie, that's his name, by the way. Sorry if that, <laughs> really? Sorry if that, if that, that was one of the names for later. That was That's him. I'm getting that, I'm getting yeah. that tattooed. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't forget, he was in Home Alone too. So you got um, Tim Curry. Oh, Drew, shit. Donald Trump. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Tim Sorry, Curry? Just, <laughs> is that exactly. Tim Curry's brother? <laughs> I think Jim Carrey Ed was in that Curry? one. Point. Yeah. Anyway, that lady with the pigeons. Uh, yeah, pigeon lady. She's a ledge. The uh, the Real star the, on Broadway. The old man. The old man that owns the the store. Yep. Uh, Duncan F. A. Schwartz. Yeah. Studio Schwartz. <laughs> I mean, okay. that's the name of the store, and he owns it. Therefore, his no, name. No, it's Duncan's is- toy chest. Yeah, it is Duncan Toy, toy Chest in the movie. F.A.O. Schwartz is a real store that's in big. Yeah, Duncan's Toy Chest is what is supposed to be F.A.O. It's like Schwartz. the state. Yeah, it's the state. So would the guy's Schwartz. name be Mr. Duncan's Toy Chest? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Mr. Chest. Yeah, his, his middle name's Toy. It's, it's Duncan T. Chest. <laughs> that sounds, sounds much more erotic than <laughs> what I would have thought. No, it's um, F.A.O. Schwartz, like, but <laughs> apostrophe S. F.A.O. Schwartz is like. Duncan's toy chest. That's what Duncan's it is. Toy it chest to boss PS. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I can't admit what I'm wrong. <laughs> so anyway, as all this bomb shit is happening, Arnold and Max are on a separate mission to hit Lemonsky as he's leaving church. But they can't get they can't get a clear shot, so they follow him instead in their car. So Real quick, so there's a there's a SWAT team that's going in. As far as are you going to mention that the bomb squad, or sorry, the the bomb squad's going in that is, I did mention. So did he did he pay off? That that's a fake bomb squad then, or did did they like intercept yeah. the call? No, 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 those are his dudes. They yeah, they rerouted the call. That's okay, what I said before. <laughs> oh, okay. See, I missed that because I was too busy trying to think of lines for the guy. Too busy. Yeah. yeah, this movie doesn't do a good job of explaining stuff. They have the dudes who put the bomb soda in the other one mm-hmm. in, like, I'm assuming is a telephone line room. Yeah. They don't explain that. And they don't really do a good job of, like, explaining Arnold and uh, the older Fatelli brother are, like, on another mission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just think they're rolling up to the police station, but they're not. I don't know. This but all like, this. I'm just like. All this is part of the movie's charm. It's, I don't know, man. I thought having a big uh, fucking rotary-style telephone in the back of the bomb squad van was a giveaway oh, that they were God, rerouting right. the, cow, uh, the call, uh, but whatever. Fantastic. That was just yeah. like a, so ahead of its time. I like how it's happening all at the same time. This is like if like The Godfather was written by a 14-year-old. The <laughs> Godfather. <laughs> I, I want to be able to, like, this is one of the reasons I play the lotto. 
and I do stuff in my hopes that I'll be able to accumulate the amount of money to where I can have a rotary phone inside of my car. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like the that seems like the ultimate goal, really. That would be sweet. Who the who has oh, come on. <laughs> like something the guy from uh, Angels with Dirty Souls would have. <laughs> <laughs> what he had at the time yeah just because he doesn't understand any other kind of <laughs> so i just pushed the number anyway go ahead all right and, oh man why did you do more why did you do more impressions there i'm so good at him really you is. are i want uh, I, I want you to re-record all of uh, my mom's uh the little the gps directions <laughs> just in the impression of As Angels with Dirty people. Souls guy. Uh, just the one guy. <laughs> it's Angels with Filthy Souls. Filthy Souls. Oh, Thank, you. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Sorry. Thank you. And it's the yeah, second no, one with, fil- with Filthier Souls. So they're chasing down Lemonsky. Eventually, though, they run him off the road and his car explodes after a prolonged like shootout in the cars. But you see that it um, says bullet resistant on the windows. Yeah. They. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> see, you made me skip a part. <laughs> yeah, no, so they they bullet resistant. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, Lamonti's car is like the most bulletproof thing known to man because they're shooting that shit. The only way they shoot anybody in that car is by because they rolled down the windows. Uh, but yeah, the car nothing is that bulletproof labeled. could possibly move that fast. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're like driving a tank. It's a Panzer. Yeah. <laughs> also, a Panzer by Chrysler. <laughs> why is the head honcho sitting bitch like why is he in the middle of the back seat you know imagine being like the main the fucking uh the don of your gangster crew and they're like all right you got the middle seat there maybe don. his thing he's just like Fuck. super close to his guys too. <laughs> yeah. i like to feel swaddled at all times <laughs> yeah. That's so- swaddled. the swaddled don that's what he was <laughs> Yeah, we uh we we got on the swaddle done because you know he liked to uh be swaddled in the back seat. <laughs> Every day after a long day of being the done, he likes a good cuddle. <laughs> hey, nothing we are the boys, that, you, know? Uh, you know, depending on how we do that month, maybe we get to be a big spoon, a little spoon. We just like to be involved, you know. <laughs> So, so the swaddle don is now dead, and <laughs> uh, and uh, the heist has also been a success. So they got all the money back. Uh, we cut to later on when Max is up in some restaurant meeting with a Miami cop, who tells him who basically he shows a picture of Arnold to, and he's like, "That guy is not Joey Brenner. I arrested Joey Brenner like twice in a week, and that guy's not him." Uh. We then cut to Petrovita meeting with the mole, who turns out to be Baxter, the fucking lead investigator. And Baxter tells Petrovita that whatever Harry and Arnold are up to, it's off the books. So if they take out Harry, they're in the clear. Like, nobody can make the connection. So Max suggests Max suggests that they should make Arnold be the one who kills Harry. I, I'm assuming that was... <clears throat> Sorry, I'm assuming that was supposed to be some like sort of big reveal that he's working for for him, but because they take a minute or so to show his face, but it's yeah, like you can. He's the young. only balding, super skinny white. Like I don't know. I'm this, sure this kind of goes against what Joe was saying <laughs> earlier. But he's the only guy who looks like that. Like he's the only guy from Murphy Brown in this. Story. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there's someone else in here. <laughs> but yeah, it's that Mur- Murphy Brown motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. I think they got the entire cast and supporting cast for Murphy Brown from this movie. <laughs> um, so Most people uh, don't see. know this, but Murphy Brown was just Arnold Schwarzenegger. In <laughs> yeah, that's very, true. very heavy makeup. The show was originally built around Arnold. They had to get a last minute replacement. And when ca- the entire it. character was yep. written for him. Exactly. But he was going to also be a superhero, much like <laughs> Superman. If you think about it, Murphy Brown kind of was a superhero. So you know. That's true. He would be like Shazam, where he would yell his name and he would turn into the superhero. Murphy Brown! Murphy Brown! <laughs> <laughs> like, like the scene from Shazam, that's where they got the actual scene, the idea from it. Where the kid jumps off the building and yells Shazam. But it, it, originally, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
Yeah, so, if you actually um, watch the Murphy Brown pilot, he is still in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why your suits are so big during season one. Yeah. <laughs> that's why they have such huge shoulder pads. <laughs> <laughs> Murphy Brown! <laughs> Do you look then, he punches, then he punches the ground. <laughs> If you look the uh, Murphy Brown pound, like for the first few, for the first, first few episodes, all the uh, all the door frames are a little wider. Just so you know, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, why are they like that? Like it doesn't make sense past when he's not when he's on there anyway. Uh, her office desk is two sizes too big. <laughs> That's why Murphy Brown's office had glass windows because they needed to keep an eye on Arnold and a sure fucking weight bench out. on there. Uh, <laughs> Everybody could watch him work out. That's why there was glass windows. Uh, let's see. So, uh, as Max takes Arnold for what he doesn't realize will be his last job, Monique shows up to apologize for stripping in front of him, and then also to tell him to be careful. We also get another missed uh-huh. opportunity for an I'll be back. Uh, I yeah, will be right back. True. Yeah, and it, we missed opportunity for trust me. He's like, she's like, uh, watch yourself. He's like, don't worry. And he like winks at her, but he's like, should have just been like, trust me. Maybe he was- isn't that really what you could say about life, though? <laughs> life is one big missed opportunity for an I'll be back. Maybe he was tr- <laughs> maybe he was trying to like try out. Don't worry for that. He's like, this is the new one. I've got it. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry. Yeah, he hadn't settled on his catchphrase yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this song today from this guy talking about worry. <laughs> And not to worry so much. He said, don't worry. He just really loved to that To work that into the script. Yeah. Can I sing it? Is it possible to sing it? <laughs> Can we turn this happy? movie into a musical? <laughs> they kept, they kept cutting, he's like, you got to stop that. He's like, don't worry, be happy. And they're like, no, you, no. And they just ended no, up cutting it out. Then he like, tries to do the whistling the part. <laughs> what, if, what if he also tried like, hey, Forget about it. Like, no, you can't do forget about it. Like, forget about it. <laughs> like, it doesn't. You're hitting. You're hitting those work. consonants real hard on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the mic can't take it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's when he auditioned for Godfather Three. Let's get your forget about it. Forget about it. Like, trying to take the part from Pacino. He's like, no, no, no you, need a, you need a new Corleone. Just, you need somebody that's been with more. Yeah. Big. Yeah. Andy Garcia, he got the job over me. He's not even Italian. Like I, could, I look more like I could be his son than Andy Garcia. All right, All right that bit's, that bit's yeah. gone on long enough. Yeah. I don't know where dead. we are. Let's see. Uh, where, where he oh, says yeah, goodbye yeah, yeah. to, okay, to uh, the lady. He says goodbye to Monique. He also tells her that she can take his car back home uh, and that he'll be back later. Uh, Max, Arnold, and some third goon go to a cemetery to kill a cop, which uh, turns out to just be Harry at his son's grave. Uh, <laughs> Max and the other guy, so they all three walk up to Harry and... Max and the other guy managed to shoot Harry before Arnold kills both of them. Um, <laughs> so was Arnold just going to let this happen until he saw that it was Darren McGavin? Yeah, I think he was. I, I, I don't know. I guess he was going to kill some random cop. Yeah, he's just about to. He's like, Harry? Because he did but, find out it was a cop they were killing before they even got out of the car. Yeah. And then he didn't really stop anything until, I don't know. If he really uh, Maybe tried. he was going to miss? I don't know. If you really try and like you use your imagination... You can pretend Billy Madison is the prequel to Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> also, Billy Madison graduates college and then decides to go into the FBI. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets killed. And then Karen McGavin has to no, exact that, revenge. That's that's uh, Blaine. Blaine. Blair. Madison. Blair. Blair Madison. Blair Madison. So after Blair dies, then... Oh my god. William Madison Senior Esquire is like, dude. <laughs> what if Billy like Madison Billy. is Arnold's son and Arnold dies eventually? Uh, oh, and that's, that's why good. and that's why fucking oh. Darren McGavin's taking care of him and also why he's so stupid. <laughs> wow. How, how dare you? <laughs> I mean that's where he learned his comedy timing, so the hey, story checks out. <laughs> That's where he, he does the weird voices. That's yeah, the, that's his Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like sub, subliminal memories of his real father. 
<laughs> he was able to lift those kegs over his head quite easily. <laughs> if you remember. He was pretty good at athletics. I remember the dodgeball game. So that's true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Checks out. And he was he he was very, very violent. This is all very this is all checking out. There's also like a there's also like a, a sadder like a, with the collateral damage was the same thing. There's also like a sadder movie on the other side of this to where it's like you follow the other person and it's just like Darren McGavin mourning for his son throughout. Exactly. The- if this was just a Harry story, this would probably be like a a really like gritty cop drama. Yeah. Yeah. So Why, it would have been it would have won an award and probably. it would have been an actual like dark night kind of movie yeah maybe it's just like it would have gets... been the condemned or like fucking no not the condemned i'm sorry what is the other one the town oh, yeah. <laughs> so where, where he gets like random messages from arnold where he's like today i uh in the, the stupid shit i threw a guy on a beam and uh <laughs> he's like god this fucking guy's gonna ruin everything for me <laughs> and he goes and has some drinks at the bar he goes home to his wife and he goes to his son's grave but then he gets a weird message from arnold and he's just, like, yeah. <laughs> doing his thing. just gotta piece together the mystery it's kind of like memento <laughs> exactly. um, i gambled i give him some money but the tattoos are arnold's voicemails I, I pretended i was snoring you should have heard it harry it was amazing i did such a good job of the snoring it's him being woken up at like two o'clock in the morning by a voicemail from arnold schwarzenegger's i was snoring and she was reading my passport she was actually talking to me and she never knew I did such a good job. I really wanted to have sex, but I didn't. First <laughs> time ever, Harry. <laughs> I kept the winner inside the schnitzel this time. <laughs> I'm so proud. Anyway, okay, go ahead. Uh, I also, one last thing about this scene. I'm pretty sure this is where James Cameron got the idea for the scene in True Lies where um, Jamie Lee Curtis realizes that it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's like, Harry? because <laughs> um, that's exactly what arnold does yep. here so <laughs> james cameron stole <laughs> that a lot, a lot of stuff in this movie yeah, <laughs> yeah. so and then when when it, when it ain't broke why fix it you know so <laughs> so harry is shot and dying uh arnold <laughs> goes over to check on him and i just fucking love the way that darren mcgavin <laughs> He's like, Harry, I'm so sorry. I didn't know it was you. And Darren McGavin's like, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't know what the... I, I really love his dying voice in this hey, movie. What can He's you like, do? Yeah. What um, can you do? We're cool. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been shot before. Probably get so, shot again. <laughs> so Harry tells Arnold to get the fuck out of there before the cops show up. Um, and as... As Arnold is leaving the cemetery, Monique shows up in his car to rescue him. Because um, apparently she was sort of following them, but not really. Like she kind of knew he was in danger, so she followed him. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> Arnold then takes uh, Monique back home and tells her to go charter a plane and get the hell out of town. Now we get an Arnold. We now we get Arnold gearing up to go attack the pit, which is like a working quarry. That's actually a front for a major Petrovita safe house. Um, and like, man, I am, I'm not a gun guy. And I like, I've shot a gun like, yeah, I've shot a gun like maybe twice. And it, both times it made me really nervous. But one of my <laughs> favorite action movie tropes is the gear up scene. Mm-hmm. Like that shit, I could do like two straight minutes of just solid gun. Which porn. is what this is. It's <laughs> Which is what this is. Two straight so minutes. You're saying you got a hard on two, right, Chris? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, cool. One for each gun. Yeah, right on. Good, good, good. I yeah, I mean, <laughs> nothing's going to beat the commando yes. gear up scene. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that's, yeah. Absolutely. That's the goat for yeah. when it comes to gear up scenes, but this one's pretty damn good. This it's, one's pretty good. They, so they, good. they drop some music when he throws like a clip in, you know, and yeah. then, like a guitar riff hits or yeah. guitar. Yeah, it's off with him coming out of the shower and toweling off, but not, not really <laughs> yeah. toweling off. Just like no. dabbing himself. <laughs> yeah. Like so like so carefully. I've got to be the most careful with these guys. <laughs> the, gu- the gun montage the gun montage should be a commercial for Walmart's gun department. <laughs> that, it's just everything that they need to have sell all those automatics. <laughs> It, it just it it plays like it's a like a less 
Sorry to be a downer. It's like a less fun version of the commando scene, pretty much. Yeah, no, it is. But yeah. it's still very good. And like I said, that's like my favorite action movie trope is that scene is always, I don't know. It just yeah. works really good to get me pumped up for whatever's about to happen. <laughs> and they pop a clip in and like zooms in at that moment. Like, <laughs> yeah. Psh- yeah, you're like, yeah. Also, you're seeing like, like, I guess in this movie, he actually uses all the guns. But a lot of times they'll show you like 18 guns and he'll use like three of them. He's a handgun the whole time. Yeah, exactly. He'll shoot shoot at a couple times and throw the gun away. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, The other thing I love about this scene is you get a voiceover from Harry telling him about the pit and like how it's super important to Petrovita's operation. And for whatever reason, it just really reminded me of like Obi-Wan talking to Luke when he's like (laughs) a part of the force. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that he's dead. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So Arnold shows up to the pit and shoots out his own windshield to have an easier time shooting, I guess. Which is fine, like a perfectly well, fine strategy. Like the, he's dressed like the Terminator. <laughs> he is definitely just like he puts yes. on a leather jacket. Um it's like a fine strategy to shoot out the windshield, I guess, because it would impair your visibility or whatever. <laughs> I just feel like taking out the windshield is something that would have been part of like the prep stage and not the thing you do when you get <laughs> to where you're going. Well he didn't think about it until yeah. he got there. Yeah, he's like oh, <laughs> yes. But also, he needs to shoot his gun to, like, blow out the windshield, so he can't just, like, roll down that... Well, shit. He just really, <laughs> really wanted to shoot the gun. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't wait any longer. No, he was like, he had to pop a few shots off before he got A, l- a little court. premature, yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't want to you don't want to go out there with your dick in your hand, man. <laughs> so then, So then he blasts uh, Satisfaction by the Rolling Stone and and goes on a rampage until until uh sorry <laughs> yeah there is nothing more badass than fucking mick jagger singing about how he can't get laid <laughs> yeah nothing more badass than a bunch of like 90 year old dudes shuffling around on stage which like hey, they no- were only 70 at the time <laughs> at the time they were 85 <laughs> no wonder they were using play money in their scenes because they probably spent half the budget for the movie paying for the rights to use the rolling stone song <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> or where they blew up the fucking thing in the beginning those are like the only two <laughs> yeah the the big explosion in this song because <laughs> they do play like almost the entire fucking song yeah. right um <laughs> so it anyway took that much time for him to kick all that ass that's yeah that's right he he goes on a rampage through this fucking quarry until he meets his ultimate enemy, a bulldozer. Uh, his ultimate enemy. <laughs> he he jumps out just before being crushed between the bulldozer and another giant truck, and then he uses one of the giant trucks uh, that almost killed him as cover to actually make his way to the safe house. The, um, real the, quick before yeah. you go on to that, this is my favorite fucking scene in the movie. It's this great. Is right- Right before the trucks collide, he jumps out. And he's like, Gah! <laughs> makes that fucking Arnold scream, and yep. I giggled like a goddamn schoolgirl and watched it like four times because it is fucking perfect. <laughs> the uh, the the tractor is also driven by 1980s uh, Mand- Mandalorian, which is uh, the, the, oh, the, the, the Pedro Pascal from, lookalike. Yes, the Pedro, 1990s Pedro Pascal, which is the guy that was in The Running Man and in one one yeah. other movie that we said because this is like his third movie with him. But <laughs> nice. he also kills Peter Kent in here at one time too. I noticed, which is his uh, stunt double. Yeah, hmm. I recognize the uh, his friend from the, Running Man later. Yeah, yeah, the Running Man guy. Yes, Ben. Yeah, that's old. Hey, spoilers for no, the sorry. <laughs> segment. Oh, sorry. Later. Okay, Jesus. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, what, did, what did I miss with the running man there? Uh, it's it's one of the it's it's a uh, Killian uh, Richard Dawson's bodyguard in the Running Man. No shit. Like he, but that's yeah. that's like later. It's, it's later. It's the last but, scene. Yeah, or one oh, of the last scenes. Man. So he goes into the safe house, kills the dude in there. Uh, the truck. He he realizes that the truck is about to run over the whole fucking trailer, and then he at the last minute shoots the dude in the truck, and the truck stops. Um, and then we see he kills the truck driver and then we cut to Petrovita watching a news report about all the money and heroin that were seized at the site. 
in the aftermath real quick uh so coincidentally one of the movie facts movie trivia facts for this that i added to imdb says <laughs> the trailer full of heroin and money that during Ar- uh arnold at the pit scene was the actual payment to the rolling stones for allowing their uh song to be used in the movie <laughs> <laughs> it's i'm still waiting for approval on it but it's on imdb now because apparently you can add whatever on there <laughs> because um, everything is true yeah yeah uh, this is probably the only scene in action movie history where a guy driving something gets shot and his foot does not immediately step on yeah, the gas pedal. Like slam on the gas pedal. Yeah. <laughs> Every other fucking action movie, guy gets shot, foot goes straight on the gas pedal, wife yep. slumped over, car goes fast, out of control. Also, that was his rental car that got torn up earlier, right? What? I, I guess it would be, yeah. That was his rental car. Oh, yeah, that was his rental car. Man, Harry is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Harry. <laughs> They have gone way beyond that 45. No wonder he doesn't want to get out of that wheelchair later. Jesus. <laughs> Good Lord. I wouldn't want to walk ever again. He would throw my money. Besides that, now the medical bills on top of that. Yeah. This goddamn nurse. <laughs> so Petrovita uh, is watching this news report, gets super mad. And throws his fucking, throws a bottle of brandy or something at the TV. I can't explain why. I just think it's really fucking funny the way he throws that drink and smashes the TV. Yeah, he doesn't throw it very well. No, he does not. I always critique how people throw things on TVs and movies. (laughs) Like, there's nothing worse than like, oh, hey, fucking Joe Blow is playing uh, Sandy Koufax. And you watch him throw a ball. She's like, ugh. Like, dude, that guy's (laughs) never thrown a fucking ball in his life. (laughs) But that's what he looked like with that. It did, it that's, why he's, that's, that's why he's an actor. His father didn't love him. He never played him. <laughs> yeah. That's what you get. It did, uh, it did cut away and then cut to... Uh, oh, yeah. It definitely cut away and and yeah. cut back to the uh, the bottle hitting the TV. Yeah. With with uh, actual force. With, with someone that can actually throw <laughs> <Yeah>. the bottle. <laughs> yeah. Wow, uh, he does throw it like... <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. He's I like, caught it every uh, time I watched it. Yeah, he, he probably made that sound, but they had to like get really basic, uh, you know, because he's older too. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kurt Russell played minor league ball, so he can throw a ball, and nice. also um, Costner did too, didn't he? Uh, yeah. He can oh throw yeah, a Costner. Ball. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, the show White Collar, like the main dude, the older, I guess the second main dude from that, mm-hmm. like. I think the last scene, they're like throwing a ball around. I'm like, damn, that guy can fucking throw. <laughs> like, that guy knows what it's about. And I look it up. He played minor league ball. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. So they finally fucking <laughs> got somebody who knows how to throw a fucking baseball. <laughs> that was one of the prereqs for that uh, role. <laughs> <laughs> Must have played minor league ball. Went through five <laughs> seasons of the show. And he's like, like Why, when is this going to come into play? Like the last scene of the of Don't the worry series about finale. it. It's got the whole thing planned out. <laughs> the cliffhanger for the entire show. <laughs> Uh, so Rucka and Baxter are hanging out with Petrovita and about 20 other dudes when they see that Arnold is still alive and that he is in the process of infiltrating the building. They should have just used the, the footage that Sarah Connor watches in Terminator 2, like wait, with him going through the, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. going through the police station. Yeah. That would be cool. <laughs> Terminator 1. I think she... Watches it in Terminator 2, though. But yes, the, the footage yeah, from... fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, I had right, to correct right. Joe. I'm trying to be... Yep. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Arnold comes in through the air duct and starts tearing through every one of these fucking mobsters while not a single one of them even <laughs> grazes him. Which I didn't Not realize, even close. I didn't realize because I was looking up action tropes uh, for mm-hmm. the thing we were talking about, but uh, air duct is definitely a, an action trope. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it was like diehard thing. I didn't realize it was more than that, though. But I guess you think about it, like Mission yeah. Impossible and stuff like that. But anyway. Mm-hmm. I I just, I fucking love this shootout scene. <laughs> this scene is amazing because there's, there's like all the normal action shots. Then there's a bunch of close-up shots of just the decor of the bar getting ruined. <laughs> like, we get a shot of... We get a shot of the lights getting shot out. We get a shot of some martini glasses getting shot out. The liquor bottles get a slow-mo shot of them all exploding. Mm -hmm. We get the mirrors, a bar stool, 
an empty closet that has literally one jacket hanging in it. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> and then more glasses. It's like every other shot in this is just picture is just uh, shots of the bar getting really fucked up. Like that's ha- like the most important thing about this scene. Having worked at a bar before, that part really was heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> No, not the top shelf. Like, ah, dude, that's gonna be a bitch. (laughs) I, I'm glad I'm not working over overnight. (laughs) I imagine they filmed this scene, or not imagine, but I would like to think they filmed this scene first, and they blew all that shit up, and they're like, "What the fuck? We got like eight more scenes in this fucking bar. (laughs) Like, we now we got to rebuild everything. Whose fucking genius idea was this?" (laughs) That's when Arnold came around the corner and said. Hey, I actually have the exact replica of the same bar in my house. <laughs> you guys, we can film the rest of the movie there. <laughs> bring that's that, how bring we got these, the job. Yeah, bring that. Bring news. all these actresses from that one bar scene over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Petrovita runs away uh, after basically everyone else is killed. He runs away to his office, tells his goon to call the cops. Uh, but before he can, Arnold gets in and kills the both of them. And then Arnold pours, like, a bowl of candy yeah, like on Petrovita. And I am confused. Like, I don't... <laughs> like, that's not a payoff to anything, is it? I don't know. He should, If he uh, would have made it, like, a good and plenty, like, this is good and plenty for me or something like that. But, like, he doesn't <laughs> yeah. do anything like that. Maybe he he was like trying to think of something and he couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, he just it was just the whole scene. (laughs) Hesitates for a minute. Arnold, you want to try and do that again and come up with something? (laughs) Oh, it's good. (laughs) No, it's good and plenty enough for this scene. See, I got it right there. (laughs) Put it in the movie. (laughs) But that's nothing to do with. Okay, fine. Next scene. All right. (laughs) So (laughs) then. <laughs> so then Arnold comes back out of the office to find Baxter crying and trying to kill himself. <laughs> like literally just searching around on the ground trying uh, a couple of guns to kill himself and they're they're all empty. Um and then we get the line this must be what they mean by poetic justice. Like the movie uh, with Tupac? Mhm, exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. People Big don't Tupac know this, but Tupac and Arnold were very close. Very <laughs> close. <laughs> Arnold actually has uh, unmentioned credits on uh, the Machiavelli album, <laughs> the Tupac World. The he Illuminati. came up with, he has bars for days. A lot of people don't know that about Arnold. But he'll jump into a cipher with some of the best of them. Eminem won't take him on. You've never heard him challenge no. Arnold Schwarzenegger, have you? Well, it's not a coincidence. Yeah. It's because it's well known in the underground scene. <laughs> that Arnold will eviscerate anyone from a Jay-Z down to an Afro man. <laughs> yeah, and he'll switch back and forth between English and German. Like, he's able to rhyme that shit, like, back and you forth. You know how like, hard it is to answer somebody when you don't know what the hell they just said? Yeah, they call <laughs> you a Schussenheimer Wienkenheim. I don't even know what, what that, means. that means. Yeah. <laughs> No, who but knows? German people are like, oh, <laughs> scheiße. To, to have an entire continent do the oh, it's uh, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> Chilling, especially when it's done in a German accent. I mean, he learned from this movie, you know, murdered, mutilated. Like, that's how he started to get his flow down. And then he just, like, worked it from there. Anyway. That's off to you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> This has been a moment in bullshit. <laughs> so uh, Baxter sees Arnold and tries to talk his way out of it. But Arnold just Arnold hands him a loaded gun and repeats his words back to him. <laughs> he says, resign or be prosecuted any way you want it. That's the way you need it. Anyway, sorry. I thought about the, the, the time I heard it, too. Anyway, go ahead. And once again, a whole continent in German. Oh, <laughs> So Baxter decides that he's not going to kill himself now. He tries to draw on Arnold, which seems like a bad idea, given that he couldn't even shoot himself in the face, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And uh, as expected, he misses and Arnold kills him immediately. Um, As the cops are cleaning up Arnold's mess, one of the detectives gets a call that Petrovita's car was spotted on the road, so he pursues because there was apparently this weird C-plot that they didn't really pay any attention to, which was that the cop knows Arnold is a good guy. Um, 
Arnold pulls up to the airport in Petrovita's car to send off Monique with a quarter million dollars and say goodbye. Is that, uh, is, whose money is that that he's giving her? It's uh, some of the, I think it's some of the money that he got from the quarry. Oh, he took uh, it from, from the, yeah. from the oh, okay. pit. Because it's in that same yellow bag that they had when oh, they okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, when it they robbed the, the place. Oh, okay. It was this scene that kind of made me think, was this just all uh, Arnold's Casablanca? <laughs> <laughs> Because when he's talking to her, you really get that Humphrey Bogart vibe coming off. Mm-hmm. True. Like, Definitely. And what I mean by that is I'm sure he has some sort of uh, drinking problem as well. <laughs> Definitely with the, with the cigars. Yeah. Or was he yeah. smoking cigars? Yeah, well, still. He even delivered a line, I think. He even delivered a line that was kind of like a Bogart line. Now get out like, of you here. Gotta get on, you got to get on that. You got to get on that plane, sweetheart. <laughs> like some, yeah. some shit like that but uh imagine it said uh more austrian-ish <laughs> got to get on that plane sweetheart <laughs> <laughs> it just oh, becomes gosh. bogart for one word fantastic yeah. i wish he uh, would still do a remake of the maltese fall yeah. <laughs> that's actually me doing an impression of stephen king you're out of excuses sweetheart there's a quarter million dollars in that bag sorry <laughs> <laughs> thank anyway. you aaron again no problem. You need to do more impressions. <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. Sorry. Oh, that was just me doing an impression of Stephen King doing an impression of Humphrey Bogart. So, because <laughs> um, I don't actually know what he sounds like, but and also Basically. I needed to get my one Stephen King reference in for this episode. <laughs> yeah, so. Famous impression of Stephen King. <laughs> Sweet hat. Uh, so. Uh, that detective from earlier shows up in a helicopter just to say that he knew Arnold was a good guy, and that's it. Anyway, later at the hospital, <laughs> yeah. Harry is being a dickhead to his nurse, and Arnold throws a disabled man out of his wheelchair. The end. Yeah. Oh, wait, you guys. <laughs> wait, you forgot that last scene. What's Arnold wearing? What was he wearing? Flannel. Was he flannel? Is he, is he flannel, back to flannel, baby? That's right. <laughs> he was sporting a flannel, looking like an Austrian Austrian <laughs> brawny man. <laughs> we also get a lesser known line from Forrest Gump, where he's like, "Walk, Harry, walk." but basically it cuts to later on at the hospital as harry is supposed to be going through his recovery he's in a wheelchair because i guess the the bullet must have hit his spine or something because he can't walk um i look like his shoulder but okay yeah i don't know uh the nurse is trying to get him to get up and do his physical therapy but he doesn't fucking wanna arnold then shows up uh forces him out of the wheelchair and and basically tells him, hey, I I got back together with my wife. We're gonna have a kid. We want you to be his godparent. Um, and then basically inspires Harry to walk again. I just like it's really funny to me that they just turned this into a completely different movie for the last two minutes. Like it all of a sudden becomes awakening. Okay. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, and I was wrong earlier. That nurse is brown, and she has a few lines. That's true. So, what did she say? You are correct. Hey, you should uh, get up. Yeah. <laughs> hey. How many days am I going to have to come down here and... and then she, I like when she walk. starts crying. And she realizes, yeah, thank end. God, <laughs> I can finally get away from this asshole. <laughs> she starts crying tears of joy. <laughs> yeah, she does start crying. And I found that kind of weird. Oh, well, she's been probably working with them for a while. And this is the first Seriously. time Arnold finally shows up. Yep, she's crying. <laughs> she's like, I did all this fucking work. And I had to the like, sponge this guy off. And now just this monster comes in here and <laughs> yells at him trunk. for like an hour. <laughs> and shames him into walking. Is that all I had to do this whole time? It's been a month, man. My life is a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking profession is a joke. She fucking quits nursing after this. (laughs) Now we're going to do something extremely fun. We're going to play a wonderful game called Who is my daddy and what does he do? Yes? All right. So that's the end of the movie. Uh, now we get to go to my favorite segment of this podcast called Joe Namath. All right. So uh, not a lot of good ones for this movie, but we got a couple. Uh, first of all, as previously mentioned, uh, Leminski's girl was played by Roby. That's it. No last name. Just it? Just yeah, the just, one name? Just That's the Roby. only one that I noticed was just yeah. a single name. I'm assuming a model, maybe. Was she a fucking... Yeah, it was like, a, was she a singer? <laughs> oh, she's something. 
I will look it up while you guys while he Joe continues. Go ahead. Sounds good. Um, we now also, she's just unemployed. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, also previously mentioned uh, Svev Thorsund, um, who was uh, the bodyguard for Richard Dawson in Running Man. He was uh, in this. He had a beard, and he was one of the goons at the end that tried yeah, to shoot Arnold, but up. he failed. Mm-hmm. He's one uh, of the only recognizable people in the like. Obviously, he's a white dude like a lot of the other ones, but he is he's at least big and muscular and looks like he would be dangerous, whereas oh, most of the other mob the guys are fucking... is the dude at the bar? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. at the bar. Yep. He gets okay. shot behind the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcelino was played by Mordecai Lawner, which... Just Mordecai is a cool name. That's it one is. of my favorite names. When I, when I watched this movie for the first time, I thought that was the preacher from uh, Blazing Saddles. Upon closer inspection, it was not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a pretty place. Um, <laughs> the special effects supervisor was uh, played by Joe Lombardi, who is currently the offensive mm. coordinator for the Los Angeles Chargers <laughs> and the oh. grandson of Vince Lombardi. So I guess he left the life of movie making to get in a family legacy of football. What was um, the what was the sorry what was the model <laughs> lady's name? The one single name? If she's not Roby. listed in the credits. R O. B E Y R O B E Y. Okay, go ahead. That and... sounds like a mascot for a road company. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Like Clippy, like Cowley. <laughs> um, all right, and the last one we have here is Belaya was played by Steve Holt. <laughs> um, nice. And that's it. Awesome. That's all we got. All right, Aaron. Who's Roby? She's a she's she's a Canadian children's writer. <laughs> Her name is Louise Roby. I don't know why she was went by Roby in that. Was she always a Canadian children's writer? Uh, uh, singer. She's a singer-songwriter, former model, and actress. So, yeah. There you go. All Sorry. Right, cool. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's it for this episode. Thanks for uh, joining us, Tommy. And uh, Thank you, Aaron. Oh. Thank you, Chris. And thank you, young Joseph. Hi. <laughs> appreciate your time and your effort you put towards the legend that is the Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's better than a Dolph Lundgren. Oh, yeah. He's more than a Sylvester Stallone. Of course. He is ten times a Jet Li. For sure. And he is more than a Bruce Lee could ever <laughs> hope to be. 100%. I don't know how anybody has ever looked past this man uh, for any kind of award, be it an Oscar, a Grammy, a Children's <laughs> Choice Award, <laughs> a Nick's Choice, Nick Choice Award. You guys, I am just in awe of your ability to notice legends when you see them. And I bow. <laughs> well, well, that's why we had you on our show. Exactly. And I so, guess nice. thank you very you got much. that eye. I guess with that, we'll, uh, you know. Get the party, Richter!